starters at the bar! You right there, fellas? What are we having, then? Yeah, good, thanks. Yeah, um, I'll have a single measure, please. And, Rob, it's on me. What would you like? Oh, cheers, Cam. Uh, I think I'll get a double measure, please. OK, I do apologise. I'm slightly new here. Um, what do you get in that single measure? Yeah, I've not seen you here before. Um, OK, so the single measure, uh, which I, this is why I'm going to have it, because I love it. OK, yeah, so you get access to the last orders after show. 10% off all merch in the store and also access to exclusive patron feed posts. And what do you get in your double measure there, Rob? Well, actually, interesting. You get all of that, what Cam's having in his single measure, but you also get access to the extended guest interviews. So wow. for Ooh. £5, that's that's a real steal, yeah, actually. Because I know the cost is, is £2.50 uh, for the single measure there, Cam, and it's £5 for the double measure there, Rob. Yeah, I think the double measure is really good value, that, doesn't I think- it? Do you know what I think I might treat myself? I think I might go for the double measure as well. Look, you know what, Barman? We'll have two double measures, please. Two double measures coming up. That's right, guys. We're taking the photography bar to the next level. And starting in May, we're going to have exclusive content arriving on Patreon. So make sure you sign up at the start of May, uh, ready for this exclusive content that's coming your way. Hello and welcome to another excellent edition of the Photography Bar podcast. Um, as usual, I am joined by uh, fellow creatives um, who are getting a little bit busier now because lockdown is kind of uh, receding a little bit, which is kind of cool. Um, so, yes, I'm joined by Rob and Cam. How are you guys doing? You're right. Yeah, good. Thanks. Yeah. Fresh from Greetings. Fresh from invitations. Fresh from a fresh from a food shoot all day yesterday. Robert and I were on. So, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Things good, are good. Actually, wasn't things it? Yeah. Are, yeah, we've got a few what days. Food. Uh, it was all Mediterranean food. Uh, oh, jars I, I thought it was. I thought it was Italian. Have I got that wrong? Well, yeah, it's Mediterranean. Well, it's not the med, <laughs> isn't it? Oh, just goes to show. Just goes to show what I know, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, lots of lots of olives, tahini jars, and things, and uh, food that was prepped. And uh, yeah, it was great. It was, it was good actually. And, was it actually food? Because yeah. I know, like, <laughs> if you're photogra- photographing ice cream and stuff, it's not actually ice cream, is it? It's like something else. And yeah, that's no, right. We're authentic. We we're are authentic. We, we are as real as it gets. Yeah. Yeah. Gents, do you know what? Yeah. It's Friday night. Here at the virtual bar. Are you ready? Hang on. Oh, yes. Well done, Robert. That what, is, what, what have you opened? Beer? What have you that opened? That is a uh, Brewdog Lost Lager. Oh, and you know, drinking. Yep. Good stuff. <laughs> Sorry, have you not got a drink to the, today in the bar, lads? <laughs> no, I've got a tea. Oh, I've got to drive a little bit later. So, oh, uh, see, I'm yeah, going no. nowhere. So, <laughs> my Friday starts a little bit early He's with going. this episode. So, uh, going I've got a can of... I could really go out though. I've got a, I've got a can of coke in the fridge. I mean, I'm not sure if that's uh, pushing the boat out a little bit. Yeah, it's but... perhaps not quite the same, is it? Really? Yeah, but no, uh, now, it's not. Yeah. Now I want to jump in here straight away on something because I I, I I'd like an apology from the two of you. Uh oh, sorry. Because on a comment I made, <laughs> I made, is. I made, I made a comment last week on last week's uh, episode, last week's pod, and um, I, I was laughed by by both of you, particularly by you, Robert. <laughs> okay, so you're slightly yeah. more guilty than I am. I know exactly okay. what this okay. is about now. Okay. I know exactly now, what it's about. Do you remember when we? I you don't. Know, do you remember when we said, Robert? You know how we came up, and uh, you know we did laugh about it at the time. How data weight? You know how you know more pictures you take on your camera card. Um, you know, the the more pictures you take on your camera card, the heavier your camera gets. Well, in actual fact, that's scientifically been proven as factual. Okay. Yeah. Now, I said something last week, and we were talking about lockdown, and I'd said that I'd noticed during lockdown uh, how much bluer 
the sky looked last year and how more enhanced it looked and the colours just seemed brighter and vivid and I noticed it. (laughs) And in actual fact, researchers found that this was actually true. The hues of the shades of blue were actually much, much stronger than previous years. Now I'm going to read this because this this is on a number of sites. It says the sky is officially a deeper shade of blue uh, thanks to decreased air pollution levels, which is what I was saying. And during the nationwide slowdown, it says in human activity following lockdown, according to new research. So a climate professor at the University of Reading. Um, hey. Pollution adds a layer of haze to the air, making the sky look paler than it really is. But you can't but trust it then if it's from University of Reading. Oh, come on now. <laughs> but after, I don't mean that. But after dropping global air and road travel, the once smog-filled sky are cleaner, clearer, and bluer than they have been in years. And it says the absence of traffic has had a huge effect in the wind direction and the skies have become very polluted and hazier. And that, uh, and I read this on a number of sites um, and in that some cities that nitrogen dioxide pretty much uniformly in every city uh, looked at, it dropped by thir- between 30 to 40%. And it noticed, and basically that the, the, the sky was much bluer. It appeared much, much bluer. The hues were much stronger. Can I, I jump in? Can I just, can I just I, jump in? Please? And I thought <laughs> this, I thought this when I was actually out walking last <laughs> year, and I said it a number of times to my wife, don't you think the sky looks so much bluer than it's ever, than it ever can has I? done here? I'm sorry. I've just got to jump in here because I was also listening to the radio yesterday mm-hmm. and they were saying that actually carbon dioxide in the air is 50% higher than it should be like since the industrial revolution. And in fact, 25% of that has been in the last few decades. So I'm not sure even, and even, even with the fact that we weren't driving as much in the lockdown and stuff, Mm. they said that it's really not. So perhaps you are, perhaps you yourself, Mark, are calling into question the standards of the university of Reading here in their research. (laughs) I'm just throwing it it out there. (laughs) Just just for those listeners who don't know, I'm from Reading. So that's, that's why that thing's all about. But but, but the thing is, is Mark, you're going back sort of like it says 25 years ago or beyond. And and I don't doubt that at all. But what I'm saying is that obviously pollution and everything, you know, it's, it's, it has obviously got worse over the years, although, you know, we are, using much more cleaner <laughs> we're really digressing here again. we are digressing and i don't want to sound like a climate change denier either because i'm, right, I'm okay. completely not but the but, fact um, is but the fact is it it i i certainly noticed it hang on i, Cam, I really did i'm gonna jump i'm gonna cut you off right there i'm gonna cut you off at the bar son i'm gonna cut you right <laughs> off right. one more of those in your bars <laughs> yeah that's it because that is a load of absolute guff and i'll tell you why i'll tell you why okay because the sky isn't any bluer any more than space is any blacker and void of light and air and all these other things, right? Because what you're trying to say really is that the sky is clearer, but the blueness of the sky is the same. You get above all that pollution, you get above all the the, the fog and the haze. The sky has always been the same color. Even today on this, on this uh, overcast rainy day we have here in lovely Bedfordshire, uh, if I get above those clouds of the plane, I can see that the sky is, is just as blue as it ever was before or will be in the future. As you're, dis- as you're destroying the atmosphere with all that carbon dioxide coming out of the plane you're sitting oh, yes. in. I'm just oh, going to yes. throw that out there. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> well, the thing is, I'm just, all I'm going to say is that it's it's been proven by a number of different people um and there's a lot of there's a lot of it online as well in that yes that that was actually definitely but the case. I, I dare say it's it's like an immeasurable uh change i don't think you i don't think you actually walked out and looked up and thought hmm 
that sky's definitely bluer. No, I did. That was the whole point. That was what I, the point I made last week. That's what I said, that I'd noticed that a number of times last year when I was out for a walk and I thought that and I said it to my wife as well. And she was agreeing with me. I said, yeah, there is definitely something different. It just, I, I think you just had your Lightroom profile settings programmed into your eyes at the time and your vibrance was boosted plus 43 well, you were just surprised it wasn't an overcast day which is what we usually get or, or well, just that yeah well there, but no I, it's been proven that's all i'm going to say so there is an apology due at some point i don't feel it's coming but it will definitely what do you think so i've heard reports to the well i've heard reports to the contrary i think i'm gonna to have to investigate this a little more before i offer contrary. an apology <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> right, well, let's 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 like, look at well, it. I, I actually think actually cam just to flip it here i know we've gone mm. off on a real tangent here right off the start of the show and we will get to photography folks but we will do promise promise but i actually think cam you owe our listeners an apology hey, why is that for <laughs> for wasting the first five minutes of our photography show talking about the blueness of the skies <laughs> fog haze and air pollution yeah. Okay. Right. Yes. I, I agree. We have gone off on a bit of a tangent. So I'm going to bring it right back. Right back. <laughs> is, into there, the is the apology there, there right for back. our audience? Yeah. Is the apology there? The, the apology is there. However, I wasn't. It wasn't just down to me. Anyway, I was talking <laughs> to. I was talking to a photographer this week. A photographer that I've known sort of for a number of years, and um, she's a she's a wedding photographer. And she she rang me up this week and she wanted to ask me a couple of things and uh, just to see if I could help out and just give her my thoughts on something. So. Um, three hours later when I'd finished talking, <laughs> uh, no, when I, once I'd, um, once I'd sort of said what, you know, uh, what she'd asked me about, um, we got chatting about the sort of industry in general and we were talking about social media and she was saying to me that how she really just doesn't like the, the, the feel or she doesn't like living her life on social media for a marketing reason. She doesn't want to do that. She doesn't want to, you know, show that, that she's a mum. She's got, you know, she's got a couple of kids and she's going for a coffee somewhere and she's having a great time with the kids. And this is the type of person that she is and everything. And we were, we were just saying that, you know, whether it's generational, you know, because I don't like doing it. I don't, I don't really use it for, for, for personal reasons anyway, but to use it for reasons for marketing is, is also is also very different and i know some people buy into it. i don't, don't know how you guys feel about it because as photographers we're told that this is what we need to be doing we need people to buy into us you know but do you really how many photographers out there really do enjoy doing it and i know there are photographers out there that do it and they do it really well fair play to them however i i just don't like i just don't want to do it i just don't know doing it from a marketing point of view and where do you guys stand on that I dislike it immensely. Do you want to go first, Mark? Well, um, if that's okay. Yeah, we'll, do, we'll take it for a spin. We'll take it for a spin. Take I didn't know if you were going to go first. That was also, yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry, man. I've no, that's been, cool. I've been interrupted. Um, no, yeah, I, I dislike it immensely. I mean, I like putting my work out there um, and, and getting feedback off people. Um, I, I, I enjoy that part of it because it's like a bit of an online portfolio and it's always good to get feedback. I mean, to be honest, the, the feedback is rarely constructive, but um, you know, to get people liking it, this is amazing. Or some people say, oh, no, it's rubbish. Although I don't get that much. Um, but I hate it. I hate LinkedIn as well. I absolutely hate it <laughs> because you've got to, I mean, I, 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 I'm rarely on it, but I feel, because I know, Cam, you're on it and, and you're, you're pretty good at it. And you're writing short essays on there. 
And I'm like, I just don't want to write short essays about about it. And I just I just want to get on with doing my work and you know, show show your work off. But I mean, again, with with personal Facebook, I mean, I'm very rarely on personal Facebook. I think I use it just to wish people happy birthdays when the notification comes up. Yeah. Um to the point where I used to have like a profile picture where it was a skull and glasses. So it wasn't even a picture of me, but ever since I've had to go on to sort of like professional networking groups, I think, Oh, I've got to change my pitch to something a bit more corporate. And it's just like, I don't know. I, I, I really dislike it. Mm. I echo your thoughts on that, Mark, I think, but I will just add that. Um, I think, uh, well, it, it's the trendy thing, isn't it? Now it's it's it. Let's not let's not let's not uh, pretend it doesn't work because people love it. I know mm. for a fact it works with people that I know are getting married soon, and um, and it's one of the it's that that style of promotion has reinforced what they like about certain photographers and things. The, mm. the personal side of it, it's it's really um, it's it's another way for people to buy into you as people, um, I suppose, and it works. It works, and I think whether or not you like it or not is is separate because it does work but it doesn't mean that everyone has to do it and if you don't like it that's fine but when like cam said a moment ago we're told to do it we're told to get on this told to get on that told to put our personal lives out there um that's because it's what works now it's the trendy thing now but there's always someone that tries something different for the first time so just because you're told this works it's proven to work doesn't mean you can't do it a different way and see if it works still for you because um you know it's, it's the current thing now it's not always been that way so it's just what's hot now basically and uh, personally it's not it's not something i'm really into myself but um, it definitely works and fair play to everyone that does it because um people love that interaction it's just it's more because i don't really like social media i don't like being on social media that much um but I, if i was i would definitely be doing it um because mm. it because it works so i think it's more i think if you don't like it it's less like it's less how can i be less involved in social media more how can i approach it differently i think without without having to sort of uh pour out my heart so to speak on mm. online for potential clients and things mm. to see because you know yeah. that uh, you like mark you were saying that i've been on linkedin I've, I've made a real effort with it recently mm. um and i try to factor it in as sort of part of my day which has been the thing but even more so recently i've just not i've not had the opportunity to do that you know yeah. and um so where people say that you should be posting two or three times a day or you should be posting once a day or uh you know that type of thing you know i sort of do it as a, as and when i can so that i've got something that you know because I just think that I need to have some something there because you know there might be a potential client that looks up and and wants to have a look back and see if we're active and whatever. So I try and use it pure sort of purely from from that point of view. But it's blooming hard to do, and you mm. have to dedicate a lot of time to it. And you know that it's it's it is part of modern day marketing, and we have to accept that. But Robert, you're right. You know something else is going to happen. Something new is going to come out. I mean, there's Clubhouse that's come out now, isn't there? Right? Yeah. Uh, which is uh, again, it's 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 like podcast stuff. I mean, we're social mediaing at the moment, really. But it's yes. but I think it's very different to Facebook and and and. Uh, not so much LinkedIn, but Facebook and Instagram. And do you know what? I've hardly posted on Instagram uh, for the last few weeks. I've just had enough of it. I really have. I've just got to the point where I'm thinking, I just really cannot 
be asked. You know, yeah. the thing with me and Instagram is I'm sure I've said it before, so I'm going to sound like a broken record now. But it's like you just you just wouldn't go to a wedding fair or a trade show where there was a thousand photographers. Mm. And that to me is what Instagram is. You're advertising mm. in a place where everyone else is putting their stuff out. Mm. Just, to me, it, you guys, I don't know. I know it works for a lot of people, but it, I just don't, and just you don't know, like as, it. As photographers, like, uh, you know, a lot of photographers, I mean, the vast majority of photographers work independently, don't they? They're, they're on their own a lot of the yes. time. And I think yeah. you also find that it's very difficult now since lockdown with like, it's it's mentally sort of obviously draining as well. And, you know, a lot of people have had their ups and downs. Now, mm. I think your personal life is, needs to be a release from all of that. You know, your your time at home, your time out with your family and friends, you know, needs to be separate from, from your work. So, you know, why use your family and friends and your social life as part of your marketing to say to people, hey, look at me, look at who I am. No, but it, the thing yeah. is, though, it, it yeah, thing is, I mean, it's because it's an, it's a, it's, it's an honest way for people to buy into you isn't it and it's not though it's it, not it's completely no it's that, but then not. that's because facebook not. that's that's social media in general isn't it because yeah. social yeah, media yeah, in that's, general that's is, that's a, is an assortment of your best bits isn't it but yeah, yeah, it's, it's your greatest hits it's not it's not real and, yeah, and i think that's you wouldn't want clients to see not your best bits anyway would you i'm not gonna no, but to say it's honest and real it for me doesn't yeah, well, perhaps, right. perhaps that was the wrong word then. Yeah, okay, perhaps that yeah. was the wrong word. But you know, the thing is, is that I could put, I could have the most terrible weekend this this weekend, right? It could be like, I could be whatever, right? It might just be, yeah. I'm, I'm on such a downer this weekend, but I could be putting up three or four messages saying, having a great time. Look, I'm going to crack open a beer and, uh, you know, I'm yeah. pouring, my, I'm pouring, a, I'm making a cocktail, but I could, I could be, I could be, I could be having a real low one, but I'm putting it out there. The fact that, Hey, look at me, I'm having a great time, you know? And then yeah. I think you put yourself under pressure because you, are you doing it because you're marketing yourself? Because the only reason you're doing it is because you think you should be doing it because you're marketing yourself. But the trouble is though, is that mm. it works. Oh, it does. And that's the thing. So yeah. you, you wouldn't put the bad stuff on because that's not what you're trying to promote. So it doesn't matter whether we like it or not. We all mm. agree that it's not something we're into, but mm. it does work. And and if you're really into social media, it's probably it's probably not a hassle. Do you know what I mean? It's not a hassle, but we're but not, not into it like that. And that's why mm. to us, we can't quite comprehend it on the same level because to everyone else that does that, it's not extra work. It's it's them just being on the on the and social I think media platforms they're already on. You know? Yeah. I think I think that's a fair point because it's second nature to a lot of people maybe now. Mm. I mean, <clears throat> Facebook, when did I go on Facebook first time? I think it was about 2006, 2007. Yeah. It, you know, I was 26, 27 at that point. So, you know, it you have people now who are sort of now entering the market um you know, who 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 probably been on Facebook since they were I don't know, eight years old or whatever it is. And they've probably been on Facebook nature. since they were born because their picture gets well, put online straight hmm. away. Well, there you go. I mean, but but the the sort of idea or the, or, or the function of, you know, putting this on Facebook, it becomes second nature to a lot of people. You know, I often hmm. say I'm really pleased social media wasn't around when I was at uni because I think my time it's been enhanced because of that do you know what i, I mean so, yeah. you know we're not constantly on our phones we're not constantly yeah. worried about what's going on on social media you're out and you're facing people and you're meeting people for real you know but Robert, um, we, we yeah, were on Robert. a shoot we, you know we were doing the shoot yesterday we were doing a couple of two or three shoots <clears throat> in the last in the last week or so last couple of weeks and i took a couple of pictures on my phone thinking i'll, I'll put this on social media or something and i and, and i didn't 
you know, it didn't sort of say, <laughs> here, right, here we are, look at us doing, you know, um, you know, at, on our latest shoot, you know, having a great time at shoot or we're really busy type of thing. I, in the end, I just didn't, just didn't bother doing it, but, but yeah, but there's a case for doing it. Well, there certainly is. Yeah. And I was just going to add to that, like, you know, that you're absolutely right. There's a case for doing it, but it depends how you want to portray yourself, doesn't it? And that's, mm. it's the trend now. Um, I'm, I'm sure this extends to other businesses other than photography. Yeah. Um, but this is what works. It does work, especially for the social side of photography. You know, mm. that's what it's all about. That's what we're really talking about, isn't it? It's the social side of mm. photography. Yeah. Now, as far as the shoots we've been doing recently, that's commercial work. Mm. And if I'm thinking of commercial businesses outside of photography, let's let's just say, I'm sure we've made this comparison before, Cam, but let's just say it's Apple. Mm. Well, Apple aren't going to be tweeting or necessarily Instagramming their behind-the-scenes stuff. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. that's not their brand. That's not what they do. They're very much just present the end product. Um, yeah, you never and, saw Steve Jobs on the sofa with a beard, did you? Well, that's right. Yeah, but you might do these days. Who knows? But, well, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, but that's that's what I'm trying to say is that, that there's horses for courses and all that, and everyone's got a different approach. Mm. I don't think any of it's wrong. But do you want to present yourself as very much as like a more corporate way, which is very little behind the scenes stuff, where it's very mm. much just the front end. Here's the end product. Or the more trendy now, uh, proven to work as well, I might add, uh, kind of behind the scenes, more personable approach. And I think for commercial work, it probably isn't as effective, but definitely for the social side of things, you can't, never never mind whether we like it or not, it definitely works for the social side, you know. Yeah, but are we... Are we too old? For, you know, is, is our way of thinking? We're just old for it, you know, because we all have that. We we all think the same. And the thing is, we are different ages. Okay, so maybe it's maybe it's not an old way of thinking. Maybe it's just us personally is the way that we think about it. It's not age, but I know a lot of people, you know, sort of my age and and, and older that probably you know think oh it is you know, it's, it's a trendy thing and it's just not what I want to do. I don't know. Do, do we feel like we're getting left behind? Well, actually that's, let's just, let's just rephrase this a little bit. Is it, I I, I think I said trendy earlier and we've both all been saying trendy now, but is it trendy or is it just development? Because it's actually been a slow development over the years to get to this point. Things have gotten more and more personable. Social media has got more and more involved over time in everyone's lives. It's like a natural growth. So is it a trend or is it just, the way things have slowly gone over time. Will it stop? Will or, it move on? Who knows? Or are we just um, victims of the will of someone like Mark Zuckerberg? Because for a long time, Facebook wasn't actually making any money. You know, it had this massive reach. It had all these uh, people on board, but it was free, wasn't it? Mm. You know, and there was no Facebook ads. There was none of that uh, business pages and stuff when it all first came out. So are, are we all just doing this because mark zuckerberg needed to make some money i mean that's a real cynical view on it maybe but um no but i think it's it's more to do with uh when you see uh marketers you know Mm. saying that this is what you need to be doing this is you know your this is what your social media presence needs to be like and now i get several emails saying that you know this is how you should be approaching your customers and yeah uh, you need to back it up with x amount of messages before they actually contact you and everything it, it depends what you're looking for money. doesn't it it depends yeah, that, what you're looking for because if if a marketer tells you to do something they're not a mar- 
I might be talking uh, out of my bum here a little bit. Say but, it as it is. Say, say what you think, Robert. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not disrespecting marketers at all. You know, we've had the fantastic Jeff Brown on the podcast and he's been yeah. very helpful yeah, for us absolutely. as well and everything. So I'm not, I'm not dissing marketers at all. But they're gonna, what they're going to bring to the table is you approach a marketer, they're going to tell you what works, what's going to get your results, right? But they're not going to tell you what to try as far as something brand new, something that hasn't been proven yet. Mm. Do you know what I mean? They're going to go with what works, what's going to get your results because that's what you're looking to do. So, and then you're then adapting to what works, but what, you know, if you want to tr- really try something different, you have to, it's, it's, it's uncharted waters, isn't it? If you really want to try something different, you have to try it and see if it works. Yeah. And rather than I, just I mean, go with what already works. Yeah. And I've been working. Have any of you guys tried Vero? I've no, I've heard of that. No, like, no, I've not uh, heard of Vero. Type of shoe or something. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's another type of social media. Um, you, you don't have ads or anything like that on it um i've been on it for yonks it's um the the problem with it is that it's not as popular as say instagram or something like that but actually Mm. i prefer the format um i think it's a lot nicer vibe on there than instagram and and all that kind of stuff but um but yeah but again it's just another bloody platform to i I just want to go back to marketers and working with jeff like and i've been working with jeff and 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 jeff Jeff Brown is really good, and shout out stuff, Jeff yeah. Brown. Yeah, yeah, shout, shout out, out Jeff yeah. Brown, and 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 the stuff that he's been, uh, you know, sort of telling me, and I've chatted to him about, and whatever. It's not gimmicky, sort of, you know, uh, you know, cheesy type of stuff. It's stuff that that does actually make a you know a lot of sense. Mm. Um, and it depends which way that as photographers, you know, we want it's how we want to work, and and what what and what we want to do, and everything. And it's been very interesting to 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 find out some of the, these new marketing. Some some of these things are so obvious, but things are only obvious when you actually know them, you know. And some of the advice that that he's given me, and some of the stuff that I've been reading um, from Jeff, has sort of opened my eyes to thinking, yeah, actually, you know, I'm going to try that approach. That's that's it, you know that that sort of thing makes a lot of sense. You know, I get all of that, and it's not all about being crazy on Facebook and Instagram and all that. As I said, I've more or less stopped using Instagram, um, you know, whereas I was trying to post something on it to, you know, at least a couple of times a week just to look active. But I just thinking I just just can't be asked. <laughs> really, that's, yeah. what, that's really what it I comes down that, to. I'm that gonna, does what honest. it comes down to. What it comes down it to, does. you know, yeah. and I, 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 I don't want to do it. I, yes, there is, there is a lot to be had from it. Um, I think just as moving forward from that, I don't want to do it, do it on this too much longer now, but as, as – as photographers, for those photographers that are working independently, you know, the, the you have to be aware of, we have to keep up with a lot of marketing, let's use that word again, trends, um, and choose what's right for you. But certain things that aren't right for you are working for a lot of other people. But are you doing something that is, are you actively doing something that is working for you? That's the main thing. It's no point sitting there and waiting for people to come to you. You have to mm. get out there and let people know that, hey, look, I'm here as a photographer offering my services and I need to let people know about it. It's just, how are you doing that? How are you getting your message across? Are you cold calling people? Are you emailing people? Are you using newsletters to contact um, potential customers? Are you using Facebook? Are you using Instagram? Are you, or are you trying to use all of those things, you know, or do you use a marketing agency? Do you give it all to a digital marketing agency who do all of your social media for you who say to you oh send me 50 images and and we'll and we'll get them scheduled 
So it was just something to think about. I just wanted to bring it up because as photographers, we're all in that situation. And I think yeah. a lot of the, a lot of us do sit and think, hmm, you know, what, what shall I do? What is the correct way to do it? And I don't know the answer to it. We don't you know. know. We don't know, guys. No. We don't know. So, so if you're listening and you want Aaron, to, we yeah, don't know. We don't know. <laughs> That's right, yeah. But I'd love to know what other photographers really think because I don't think we talk about it openly enough out there because we're all scared of sort of saying, oh, yeah, no, but why are you social media? So I shouldn't really be saying it. We might have these conversations mm. privately. I can't stand it. I can't stand it. Just get it out there and say, it's a load of bollocks. <laughs> scathing from camassi and and, necessary evil and we can't be asked and you know so anyway i just wanted to throw that in there well i'm just conscious that we've been talking a lot about social Mm. media we've been talking a lot about global warming and we are yet to really dive into some interesting really meaty photography discussion yeah aren't we so i want to bring it right back to photography for a moment and say a massive congratulations to friend of the show terry donnelly for receiving an award on one of his photos uh, so we give a little round of applause there for well terry. Done, terry. Um, terry well done terry i saw had, that on bbc news we had terry on the show uh, right near the the inception of the of the uh, podcast uh, last year and we had a really great interview with him actually so make sure you go back to the photographer bar website and uh, check that episode out because it's, we chat with terry about all of his sports photography and his approach and his his views on the sony mirrorless range because he's a sony uh, photographer and uh, sony ambassador as well so definitely go back and check that out but yeah massive congratulations to terry on that and i think the picture um was one cam i think you told me about it was one of his uh, photos from the liverpool fans celebrating after their league win yeah, that right outside the stadium. Yeah, so it was outside the stadium, and obviously there there were no fans in the crowd then. But it it wasn't after a Liverpool game; it was after a different game. I think it was Man City v Chelsea were playing, um, and Man City didn't win that game, and they needed to win. And because they didn't win, Liverpool had won the the, the first title for thirty years. So the fans congregated outside Anfield, and they had those smoke flares, those red smoke. You know, yeah. that the, which give an amazing effect. And he's got this picture of 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 people there in all silhouetted because it was obviously Derby of the red flares, but mm. with their, with their hands up and scarves up, but there were, there were three or four shadows of people that were sitting up a little bit higher. Um, and they were so perfectly positioned, but it all helped with the, that, that red smoke, that red flare. And one thing that he said about when he took that picture, I think he was standing on top of a, on top of a bin or an electricity generator thing or something just to get a little bit of height to actually get that shot but um it, it was a great shot and on bbc it was it was really good to see because i turned the tv on in the morning and he was he, he was just there he was just about to start talking i thought oh it's terry you know they were, uh, we're talking to him with dan walker and louise minchin i think on bbc breakfast um mm-hmm. So they had that, and, and and they both. One of them said that it was almost like a work of art. It was like a piece of art rather than a photo, and I could see that it was really worth looking at. And there was another photographer on there as well who had won a who had also they were also interviewing um, who'd won um, uh, uh, one of the awards or was nominated, and that was a I don't, I don't know what her name was, but it was a picture of a newborn, uh, which was really good. Um, uh, I have to say it was a really good picture, but it wasn't anything different to what I've seen from a lot of mm. other newborn photography. I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying oh, that I it think was... you are a bit, Cam. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well done to this person. It was really great. wasn't really anything different. <laughs> Thank look, goodness you haven't look. named this person yet. Here we are, right? We've always said we're going to be open and honest, okay? I said it was a really good picture. It was great. It was a lovely picture. It was great, but it wasn't anything that, that sort of made me think. That's Do you know what it is? Do you know what it is? Very- 
different to anything else that a lot of other newborn photographers are doing. That's a great picture, don't get me wrong. But that was a Terry Donnelly's picture, on the other hand, was was yeah, well, you're a, a bit biased here, though, aren't you, Cam? Let's be, no, let's be completely don't. honest. You know, it didn't have anything to would do you, with it. the subject matter. Would, would you have, <laughs> yeah. Would you have loved it as much as if it was uh, a, a picture of United fans, I wonder? Well, <laughs> what, Leeds United? Yeah, well, that, that's going to well, happen, is it? That's right. Yeah. No. Excuse me. I mean, I can't not, talk. <laughs> it's not going to happen for Liverpool this season, is it, either? So. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing what a year, mate. Difference a year makes, isn't it? <laughs> let's, let, hang on, let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. Sorry. Yeah. sorry yeah. So, so coming back to that, I wasn't, Having a go, I'm just saying that it was, it was it's a great picture, but I was being honest about my thought about the actual picture that I didn't think it was anything different to a lot of other newborn stuff that I've seen. That was all I was saying. Camp, let me take the shovel out of your hands, all right? <laughs> because it's time for you to stop digging, okay? <laughs> now, I'm going to help you out here. I think what it is, is we see a lot of, we are, we don't see so much sport photography because um, I think it's fair to say, guys, we are not really sports photographers. Um, I don't think that's really a secret. Um, mm-hmm. But we see a lot of portrait stuff. We see a lot of newborn stuff, a lot of social photography, uh, weddings, events, and all that sort of thing. So it's fair to say, I think we're perhaps a little bit um, numb to a lot of those yeah. those images. We see a lot of it all the time. And it's all really good, but we're used to seeing a really high standard. Now, yeah. you, your, your average person that hasn't seen a lot of that stuff will look at uh, one of these photos. I don't know this lady's name, but perhaps we shouldn't name her now anyway. And uh, <laughs> and uh, I think that is incredible because I haven't seen a lot of it. Whereas we're a bit, um, what's the word, uh, oversaturated no, by it. Yeah. We're yeah. oversaturated. So yeah. the picture itself, yeah. I'm sure I haven't seen it. I'm sure it's fantastic. I'm it sure Cam a... loves it really. No, I did like yeah. it. I didn't dislike the picture. Just my 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 I looked at it, I thought, wow, that's really nice. And I thought, but I didn't think, wow, I've never seen anything like that before. I didn't it the, think it's that. the baby under the blanket, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's a, yeah. It's a yeah, it's a lovely picture. Nothing wrong with the picture. Great picture, great, great work by the photographer. Yeah. And I'm sure it took a lot of work to do that. I get all of that. I'm just gonna that's say just my that thought. is probably 20 minutes worth of work for that one picture just knowing how babies are yeah yeah. taking pictures of babies is hard yeah but i didn't say i didn't like the image at all i didn't say that i said it's a really great image but you know what i'm trying to say you know you know what i'm saying so you've got to apologize to the fans or say the fans the audience camp that listen week to week to week for starting the podcast off with pollution talk and then you now need to apologize to this photographer (laughs) for slagging her off on the photography bar podcast It was not. It was not. <laughs> no, I'm putting a word to your mouth a bit. With here, all, yeah, but. that's right. Yeah, with all due respect, it's terrible not to uh, know the name, but we were talking about Terry and just came up in conversation, didn't, didn't it? Um, and yeah, and and I'm sure she's doing some other great, great work out there as well. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move this on. Yeah. Let's move it on. Let's, Let's move, move this on, on before, yeah. 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 Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I'd I like to talk about something, gentlemen. Uh, this is the photography bar, but we've had such a range of discussion here. It's it's more than that, isn't it? We are delving into all sorts of topics of interest, but I like to keep it sort of on a photography level still here because that's what this show is all about. That's our meat and potatoes, isn't it? So um, I came across something recently. I'm sure a lot of other people have online as well. Um and it's doing the sort of the news cycle as as, as you uh, as it's sort of referred to as, but it's to do with a photographer training people how to shoot through video game photo modes. Oh yeah. Now, hmm. gents, have you come across? I don't know. I'm, I'm a big gamer myself. Have, are you? Are you? I know Cam's not really much of a gamer, uh, but Mark, how about yourself? Well, yeah, I, I probably more so when I was younger. I was the best at Street Fighter Two. Um, turbo just gonna throw that one out <laughs> um but uh, but no I, I i know what you mean i mean um 
I'm to be honest, I'm really trying hard to get the latest Xbox, but can't find one anywhere. Um, and yeah. there's a reason behind that, but that's another story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember when I got the 360 um, years ago and you had the new Halo game out at the moment. And I remember you could record yourself doing stuff on the, um, when you were fighting online. Mm, yes, yes. And actually there was a really, there was really great satisfaction if you did something that was quite random, like, you know, you, you jump and fire and got someone in midair or something like that and you managed to record it and you got it. Yeah. There was a lot of satisfaction to that. So yeah. I can understand how this could work. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's really cool because basically, imagine all those great moments that might happen sort of organically uh, or online. Uh, I think a lot of that stuff happens in the multiplayer. But uh, let's say, for example, it happens in the single player, which is offline. It's probably easier to comprehend it this way for those that don't really game. Um, something cool happens in the action, and you can basically, with a flick of a switch or a button, um, activate photo mode, which freezes everything going on in the on in the game. It takes away any. Um, uh, any of this, uh, the text on the screen, like health and lives and other bits of text. And the it's HUD. like the HUD, that's it. I was going to say HUD, but I didn't know if people would know what HUD was. Head up display. Head up display, <laughs> yeah. And um, and you just enter the photo mode and basically you're giving or given or presented with, uh, depending on the game, a series of controls to kind of operate the game camera um, and kind of adjust the the uh, focal length, the depth of field. You can uh, apply filters. Obviously, you can change your angle and scan and move around the scene like like just freely. Um, all whilst the action is is totally paused, which gives people you know when cool moments happen, the opportunity to kind of experiment with some competition, uh, competition, composition, um, come in really close and try with different things and pull out screenshots uh, from that. Now, depending on the game you do it on, I mean, games again, so realistic now. It's just incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah, It's almost photorealistic on some of them. And as a result, they know that, and they're giving gamers more and more options in these photo modes. So I think the first photo modes that came about were basically just, you just you, you can pause the screen, move around it, and extract a screenshot from it. But they're getting so advanced now with the focal length and the depth of field, Um different filters like i say so you've actually got a lot of options now depending on the game um to practice with now we've been in lockdown as we all know uh our photography options have been limited at times and if you're really sick of taking pictures in your living room and your garden and you're lacking a bit of inspiration jump into some of these games you know games like ghost of uh, tsushima uh, death stranding um what was another one that was on there that was really it was cam's rolling his eyes now um i'm sure you can do this with fifa as well cam so don't worry (laughs) but yeah so many games now where you can you can just tap into these photo modes i just i just named those two ghost of tsushima and uh, death stranding because i've played those great games and i know that uh you can enter their photo modes and they're both very like photorealistic really good looking games best ones to try it on really and what a great way to really try something different because you take what you learn from there, experiment with your composition, and and you can't already you haven't got settings like you would do normally or decisive moment as such. Um, but it's a great way to kind of exercise that creative muscle a little bit in a situation where you haven't got a lot of choice at the minute if you're still in lockdown or you know. Do you know really like to see, I'm really interested in that. I'd really like to see it. You know, because you know we were talking about virtual shoots, weren't we, uh, a few episodes ago. Uh, and I've seen actually on LinkedIn that there's a few photographers doing these virtual shoots. 
um and it just reminded me of that really but i'd i'd really like to see it you have to share your screen with the with me in the week or something robert and, and just show me it yeah i'll show uh, you yeah because it sure. does it sounds quite intriguing actually and it's really good really because really cool. again as um, i mean how many i wonder how many photographers out there are, are gaming fans you know and uh you know and I've got access to it. That's the other thing as well. So I'd quite like to. I'd quite like to have a look at it. Actually, wasn't wasn't aware of something like that. When I remember years ago, I had a disc. It was when I first started teaching, and it was just called a photography, um, a beginner's photography CD. And I used it for my teaching. It was really good because I'd, I'd I'd pop it into the drive and bring it up on a projector, and it would. I could actually. They had pictures stored in there, and I could click on different apertures and show how it changed the depth of field. Um, or they had pictures of movement like uh, a waterfall, and you could stop it at sixtieth of a second. You could stop it one hundred twenty fifth of a second, or one second, and you could see you could see the picture it would take at that. And that was, and that was a real basic version, I guess, of what you're talking about in many ways. Yeah. Yeah, and I used that for teaching, and it was great because you could actually show students this is the effect that you're going to get, you know, right there and then. This takes it a much. It sounds to me like it's taking it a, like it's a huge leap forward. Well, you know, it's actually just talking here, and obviously we're focusing on video games and things. But then when it actually come when you mentioned that disc, and you can show the different apertures and things, it's reminded me of something else um, called I'm gonna, a little free plug here. We're not getting paid for this, uh, but. <laughs> it's the set a light 3d uh program uh, which is a it's like a it's like a um, I, w- I won't call it a game but it's it's produced by elixir software um and i don't know mark you might have come across this but it's basically um studio photography simulator where you can ex- you can build your studio setup put 3d models in uh, put all your lights in the right areas bring your backgrounds in put your modifiers on change mm. your power of the lights and extract a render which shows you what the lighting would actually be like if it was in a real situation and you can extract mm. lighting diagrams and all, all sorts a really cool way to kind of experiment with a portrait setup without actually getting any real lights out so if you come across that mark at all um I, I haven't used it i've heard of it uh i mean it's it's a bit like oh what's it blender that i downloaded yeah um uh, which is basically like a 3d it's almost like CAD, isn't it? But not yes. not quite. Um, so yeah, I, I, I've I have looked at those things. I've never really had the pull to use it. I'll be honest. Um, mainly, I don't know. Mainly because I, I just find when you're shooting portraits in real life, there's a lot of variables that these sort of rendering programs don't really take into account. Um, but yeah. Um, I mean, if you haven't got access to a studio and you really do want to learn and practice how light works and stuff, I can, I can see the uh, the plus points to it. Robert, I'm looking at the software yeah. now, and is it purely a virtual thing, or can you actually even do a portrait shoot and then? I know it sounds, oh, it sounds a bit crazy, right? But set the lighting after you've done the shoot. No, no, it's purely like you've got your 3D model of a person. It, it's purely a tutorial in, in system. It? It's not tutorial, but you you've you basically bring your 3D model in. Yeah. You decide what backgrounds to bring in, position them, bring your lights in, position okay. the angle, height, where they're yeah. going to be. Right. You know, adjust the power, put your gels on. Yeah. I have I have tried I tried it years ago actually. Yeah. Um and and then you sort of hit the hit the shoot button and then you you see what the picture is you would get out of it. 
Because it's good testing, sense. isn't it? Before a model comes in, maybe. Yeah, yeah. If you're putting yeah, together but... a mood board or a style, yeah. um, or you want to just get your lighting diagram. Let's say you're you're planning it with a large team, and you need to get the lighting diagram set up. Well, you set it up in the yeah. software, extract your lighting mm-hmm. diagram, send it out to the team to set it up for you. If you're if you're that high profile photographer where you want to walk into your studio and have it already set up, <laughs> then uh, yeah. that'd be pretty cool, wouldn't it? To just uh, have have yeah. your have your interns do it. <laughs> So it's more. I mean, it's not cheap, though, is it? So it's more a teaching no. guide. Is it, no, it's, it's not cheap. Yeah. So it's a teaching guide, really. It is. Yeah. 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 It's, you're not going to get. It's well. It, it purely it is. Yeah. Because you're just working with 3D renders. You bring yeah. in a set, yeah. set few models, and you know. I don't know. Is it expensive, Mark? I mean, it starts at. I can see it starts at about just under fifty dollars and goes up to about one hundred twenty dollars. I think that's really cheap. I'm looking at the Satellite 3D Volume 2.5 Studio full oh, version right. as 154 euros. Oh, yeah, that's cheap though for something like that. I would have said. Uh, I don't think it's yeah. too bad actually for what it well, is because it's quite it's quite an intense, you know, advanced for what it is quite advanced bit of software. Yeah. I, would, I would suggest. I really do. I I like that. I'm going to have a look at this just purely out of interest and uh, find I get out a sense that Mark's it. not entirely sold on it. <laughs> um, well, I just I just want to see. I'm going to because for me, right? We all have different studios with different sort of sizes and whatever. Um, I mean, I'd be interested to see if if I could replicate the environment that is my studio on that program. Oh, yeah, um, good. yeah. <laughs> because i mean for example one of the issues i have in my studio is actually getting it dark really dark um mm-hmm. just because of the way the room is um so and i've obviously just looked at that and it's got these really cool rim lights going on and all this kind of stuff and i'm wondering yeah but that's in a perfect studio yeah <laughs> whereas mine is not and most photographers don't have a perfect studio um so that's why i'm a little bit mm, about it you know right <laughs> this is going to sound like a crazy thing this is <laughs> what you could do um these are virtual 3d models aren't they and do you remember going back a few episodes ago we spoke yeah, about the, the, yeah. those models that, that <laughs> i was guy, thinking that right now and, th- and then we spoke about the and you're going to laugh at this right the virtual shoots we were talking about mm. this is a case right where you could do some cracking portraits okay but you, you don't actually shoot a real customer you just shoot 3d you sell these pictures you just sell these images right see what i mean okay so somebody just wants to buy it as a piece of art just because it's just it's just an image that you've an image using inverted commas of somebody i wonder if you could actually create something that's really good that somebody thinks oh i really like that i'm going to buy that do you think there's any oh, someone uh, buy anything? You see some of the stuff that sells on some of these antique sites where it's like a canvas and someone has just you know sharted on the canvas. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose it depends on the quality of the output. For lack of a better, yeah. lack of a better so, word. So basically, basically, this is a way of doing portrait <laughs> shoots without actually taking an actual photo of somebody, but just playing about with the lighting, being creative with it. You know, and then sell that image. Somebody will buy it, as you said, Robert. What do you think? Do you reckon there's any? any do you reckon there's any legs to this? No, I, I, I see what you're saying. I just wish I chose my words better then. But <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah. You probably, I think you could sell anything. I think you could sell anything. And I think the worse something is, the more someone that's got endless mm. amounts of money is likely to buy it. Mm. So I'm, yeah. I'm not saying this is bad, by the way, this program. But I just mean if, if you happen to just produce anything these days, yeah, um, and say it's you know abstract. Um, someone yeah. spun and sell it for 100 grand someone will buy it 
yeah <laughs> someone will buy it oh, the only yeah. thing you are missing with this program as a from a photographer skill point is um the interaction with the model stroke client um you know that's yeah. half that's that's a really important skill to learn if you're doing portrait photography oh yeah um yeah. which is completely um yeah, not, not it, applicable for this yeah but you imagine if you're not on it on one day, it doesn't really matter, does it? You know, as a photographer. <laughs> well, I think this is... <laughs> Turn think... up a bit hungover, right? <laughs> one morning, you've got, you've got a day of shoots booked. You're not really going to bother. You know, it's not really going to bother you, is it? Because this day of shoots are all virtual shoots. And I mean, really virtual. So there's, no, there's no real people involved here. I think... It um... almost, it almost kind of... You know, what's what's the point in learning photography if, if these things are coming out? Do you know what I mean? It's almost killing the. That's another let's, art. Let's let's recontextualize it again, guys, because this isn't <laughs> this thing isn't here to replace cams. Ta- cam, once again, it's taken off down a different route. Okay, yeah, this isn't about this isn't going to replace photography. This this is literally a tool it's to replace portraits. learn to learn to learn. You're doing me out of a job here, Cam. So, <laughs> family you know, portraits. Don't I think exist what, what you've touched on, uh, Mark, is that this. This isn't um, what we've touched on. This is, this is you can be as technical as you want, but mm. the creative aspect is what you have to learn, and that's kind of like the interaction, how to get the the right poses out of people, all that side of it. This is very much like a technical program to to work on your skills as far as lighting is concerned, yeah. and, and things like that. It's, and it's and a tool, I, I think I know. did, con- and I did concede that. I think I can see how that can really help if you you've got a lighting idea and you want to test it out on something like this first. It gives you at least a base to work on when you're actually doing the real thing in, 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 in the studio. And, and yeah. I do get that. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I, but I have my, uh, quibbles with it as well. Mm. Yeah. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a teaching tool. I think, yeah, on a serious note, I think it's, it, this could be brilliant. It could be really could be. So it's definitely something that, uh, you, you know, people can learn themselves or possibly teachers, lecturers could be using it with a group, of students as well um something's good i'm going to download the free version of that i'm going to try that yeah t- t- that tell me how you get on with it yeah no i will do yeah yeah because i am no, interested to see what it's what it what it's like but yeah. uh yeah um but but, but yeah we can all go in for three on a lot on a license for it that's right yeah you can come in for a sitting <laughs> if you like i'll book you in for oh, a can sitting I? if you like yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you can buy it you buy it 10 by 8 85 quid. That's all right. It'd be a bargain. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. Right. So, yes. Um, obviously, we've all been watching a, a fair amount of telly, haven't we, over the past year? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Crikey. It has, has, yeah. It has been a year of the telly. Well, um, yeah. Just something. And I think one of our um, top fans, um, uh, Craig, um, as I've seen this out and about as well. Uh, but yeah, I was looking at it. And um, so we've had the Great British Bake Off, the, the Great British Sewing Bee. And I believe there's a dog grooming one as well. Um, but we now have the Great British Photography Challenge, uh, which is going to air on the BBC um, sometime in the summer. Um, they haven't actually nailed down a date yet. I don't actually know because they've not contacted us to be judges on it yet. So well, they haven't. They, they can't so, be that far along in the process. <laughs> no, no. Well, that, that, that's that's fair enough, actually. Um, um, the one judge they do have, though, um, which 
yeah, it's fair enough. It's, it's ranking. So ranking is sort of, um, I'm not sure if it's organising it, being the main judge, that kind of thing, and he's setting tasks. Um, but there are a few other photographers also involved. I think Chris Packham's involved, you know, the wildlife guy. Um, uh, we've also got uh, Marianne Wahid is going to be taking part and Lamar Golding. Um, so they're all going to be like the the, the experts, um, the technical experts and, and things like that. But yeah, I think there's, there's going to be about six amateur photographers who are taking part. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's going to be a whole range of different activities they're going to do. One of them is smartphone photography. Um, so it just shows you how important they are that, that mm. yeah, that phone, phone technology is getting. Um, but also, um, yeah, I think I think they go on um, some sort of photography masterclasses with these these photographers uh, for the different fields. Um, but yeah, um, I say it's only over four parts, which I thought because sometimes these things go on for quite a while, don't they? Do they? It, yeah. Um, so it's only over four parts. Uh, but yeah, I think it's probably worth a watch. Um, Sounds interesting. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think I'll be uh, checking out. Uh, as I say, I don't know the exact dates of it, but. Um, definitely worth a watch it'll be interesting to see the different aspects of photography and 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 where people sort of for the different sort of disciplines that they do for their stuff their area their genre of photography which mm. I think could be really interesting yeah something for somebody to learn and watch and learn because and it'll get more and more people i think interested in wanting to pick up their cameras again so um i yeah, think it's a good absolutely. thing just get people inspired and um something else to think about and if it's in the summer or early summer that's good timing really that's when a lot of people yeah. sort of think want to want to get their cameras out don't they so yeah yeah um, good stuff mm. Okay, guys. Well, I think yeah, I think that well, that's been an interesting uh, episode. This uh, this one, hasn't it? Because we've we've talked about a lot of different things. Uh, <laughs> we have, uh, but we yeah. did eventually get onto photography anyway. So if you saved for us that long, guys, um, but I hope you enjoyed it. Um, right, we need to talk about one thing, guys, before we finish up, uh, mm-hmm. because the photography bar is evolving. It is. It is. Yay. We're upgrading, right? <laughs> so it's been just over a year of the photography bar podcast now, and if you've been with us since the beginning, thank you. Thank you for staying yes. with us. Thank you for watching Thanks us grow, much. watching us refine this audio heaven we put together for you each week. <laughs> now, <laughs> or, or cluster, um. yeah, all, the, all that as well. Yeah, depends on your. Yeah, depends on how you feel about us, I suppose. But we are we are changing things a little bit here. Now, this weekly free show you get is not going to change. It's going to be the same photography bar podcast you get for free every week. But if you wish to get a bit more of us, if you're not sick of us yet and you wish to hear a little bit more each week, well, we're going to go live on Patreon at the start of May. Now, we've got two tiers coming up. We've got the single measure and the double measure. The single measure, £2.50, you get access to our exclusive Patreon feed. You get access to the uh, last orders after show, okay? And you also get a 10% discount off all future merchandise on the store. That's the single measure, £2.50. Now, the double measure for £5, you get all of that in the single measure that I've already mentioned, but you also get our extended guest interviews. Now, if you listen to the podcast for any length of time now, you'll know, and I think, gents, you'll probably all agree with me here, that our guest interviews are some of the best things we do when we really get down into the nitty gritty of how photographers work and what their setup is and what their thought processes are. That's some of the best stuff that we produce so if you want to get that guys um you're gonna to have to sign up to the double measure and we're going to put together some really really good extended guest interviews now what we mean by extended guest interviews is that you're going to hear these people on the free show anyway but we're going to really dive even further into what it is they do in this double measure tier of our patreon uh, feed so we're going to launch this at the start of may make sure you check us out then 
don't go on before because you'll get charged twice. Um, so, <laughs> and get and get nothing because you haven't put anything nothing. up yet. <laughs> so, yeah. so it's gonna it's gonna go live properly at the start of May. We're putting together all sorts of ideas, and um, you're gonna get, like I say, the uh, the last orders after show, ten percent off all future store orders, access to the exclusive Patreon feed, and in the double measure extended guest interviews so make sure you mark that on your calendars first of may get ready because we're leveling up baby so guys it's been an interesting one you know what's happening now you know we did mention on social media that things are changing at the photography bar that's what it is so make sure you check us out first of may that's when it's all going down and uh, and please do continue to listen to the free show it's not like i say it's not going to change so share it tell everyone about it and together we're going to take over the uk photography podcast world our niche market we're going to dominate And uh, and we're going to catch you on the next episode of The Photography Bar.